Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. I'm Bharati Jagdish. Now, Christmas is just round the corner. If you're in Singapore, of course, you're thinking Dipavali as well. But uh, holiday creep, safe to say, has already happened, hasn't it? When you go out to the stores, are you already hearing Christmas carols or at least something festive? Well, it's less than two months away and this means it's time for year-end shopping. I know some people who start planning and start shopping in January. So they're shopping throughout the year. But the pandemic, of course, has brought about a pretty big shift in consumer behavior and expectations from brands in general. With unpredictable market conditions and a possible recession looming, consumers, of course, are only looking to spend on the goods that they truly need or their loved ones truly need. They're also looking to save time by spending less time in stores and shopping more online. I'm sure you're doing that as well. As we move towards a more hybrid lifestyle of the digital and physical world, I am sure that that balance is changing every now and again. We're no longer bound by traditional norms, people of course exploring new options for how we live, interact with the world, and this has led to a rapid change in a variety of industries, causing a lot of businesses to struggle to keep up with all of the shifting demands. A report from Snap recently has shown that when researching gifts, Augmented reality or AR is actually helping with the process of what to add to your gifting list. To talk more about this and how businesses can position themselves and how maybe consumers can position themselves as well, we're joined now by Catherine Carter. She's General Manager APAC at Snap Inc. Hi, Catherine. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Have you done your Christmas shopping yet? Have you started on it yet? Well, look, I'm certainly not one of uh, your listeners who started in January. <laughs> That. You've got to uh, pace yourself, see, that's the philosophy behind it. I know, it. <laughs> I know, but I did hear Mariah Carey's uh, the Christmas carol singing uh, on the weekend, so I know that the festive season is upon us. Yeah, two months in advance, who would have thought, right? So it's all mm-hmm. starting earlier and earlier these days, the holiday creep. And I think this report comes at a very in a very timely fashion to help in inform businesses as well as consumers. So give us an idea of the evolution of AR shopping in the last couple of years. How exactly has the technology changed? Yeah, absolutely. And I think firstly, it's important to take a step back and phrase the the scale and the momentum behind AR. So AR is a really pivotal part of our application. So Snapchat, we intentionally open up to the camera um, and within the camera experience, our community is able to interact in a really seamless fashion with our AR experiences. And what these do is they allow our community to be able to really immerse themselves in an experience. And as it relates to retail in in this example, they're able to try on shoes, they're able to try on different shades of makeup, um, and they're also able to make purchase. And to your reference around the pandemic, what we saw um, was a really significant explosion in adoption of AI usage when people were unable to be physically present or physically go into a store. 
um, the opportunity for them to still be able to experience a product, to try it on, to understand what it would look like on them was incredibly compelling. Uh, I think if, if you think these days the, the notion of going in and trying on lipstick at a beauty counter seems completely absurd uh, given everything that we've gone through. Um, so it certainly helps to enhance the retail experience. I do know of some people, though, who still prefer shopping the traditional way. They feel that, you know, I want to put on that dress and see how the fabric drapes my body. I can't possibly do that via AR. So in certain contexts, when it comes to certain products, do you see a greater reluctance on the part of people to adopt that AR way of shopping? Absolutely. But I think that... It's important to, like, you don't only have to use AR. It's not a zero-sum game. Like, it absolutely can complement a bricks-and-mortar experience. And in many instances, it can connect really seamlessly with that in-store experience. What is really exciting is the investment that we're seeing from a technology perspective to your point of terms of being able to see the drape of a particular dress on you, um, that's all now possible. And where it becomes really compelling from both a retail and also a consumer perspective is if you think of the notion of, I don't know whether I'm a size six or eight or 10 in this dress, so I'm going to buy them all knowing that I'll be able to return them. Um, When you're able to try on a product and understand what the size is going to be on you, the reduction that we've seen in uh, returns has been really significant, um, so much so that it's almost two-thirds of people who are using AR as part of their shopping purchase um, are less likely to return their purchase. Are there specific contexts in which AR would just not work, just wouldn't apply? To be honest, it actually really does work across all products. We work really closely with our partners to develop the most appropriate experience. And this is both in terms of making sure that we are you know, respecting the integrity of the product, which um, we're making available to our community, as well as the experience of a particular retailer. Uh, We work with all brands from, you know, luxury brands through to mass market. And all of them obviously have different ways in which they want their brands to be represented. But everything from, you know, eyewear to footwear to makeup um, is all incredibly relevant and engaging uh, from an AR perspective. Food and drinks? Absolutely. I mean, who Tell us more about the that. opportunity yeah. to, uh, to try and experience or, or to see what, a, you know, the latest burger or, you know, an incredible dish, um, which is served at a new restaurant or the opportunity to, to kind of um, imagine placing a meal on, on your friend's tables. Like there really is <laughs> untapped creative I, capabilities. I know there was a lot of talk about letting people at least get an accurate scent of the food, the smell of the food, but they still haven't perfected that, have they? Smells through the screen. <laughs> not not as yet, <laughs> no. <laughs> so we can't offer that just yet. Yeah, but okay, here's the thing. What exactly should brands be doing if they haven't already gotten in on this AR shopping strategy? How can they kickstart their journey in developing such a strategy? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think that the most important thing is 
not to be scared and to embrace it. Um, you know, for too long, I think that AR has been considered a, a kind of novelty or, you know, incredibly difficult with high barriers to entry or or something which is, is very niche. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Like for, um, you know, 13 to 34-year-old consumers, AR is a really fundamental way in which they engage with the world and communicate with their close friends. So if you're wanting to sell a product to a 13 to 34-year-old, you really must be considering AR as part of your strategy. Um, And there's lots of really simple ways that you can create an experience, uh, which is both in keeping with your brand, but also uh, providing your target consumer with an opportunity to interact in a way which is inherently native to them. I think a lot of uh, brands that haven't started on that process, and if we're talking about small businesses especially, they worry about the costs associated with getting started. Could you reassure them somewhat? Absolutely. And and I can completely respect And If I was in their shoes, I would be having the exact same worries. Um, it's not until you start to, to kind of play around and understand that the barriers to entry, both in terms of the creative production uh, requirements as well as the budget requirements, are significantly different than what they used to be. Um, and in fact, you know, small businesses are seeing some really significant success on our platform um, in really cost-effective ways. The thing is, Catherine, if everybody and their mother is doing this, how can a brand possibly stand out? What are some of the techniques that they ought to be using in order to stand out from the rest? I think, you know, more broadly, like for brands to stand out, they need to truly understand how it is that they should be engaging with their com- with their community. Like, what is it that they um, are motivated by? What do they care about? What is it that is going to engage with them? And, and how is it that you can speak to them in a way which feels genuine and organic? Um, and that's just as true with a magazine ad, a TV ad, an out-of-home placement as it is with augmented reality, really taking the time to understand uh, the environment and, and the format in which uh, your target consumer wants to receive a brand message. And for a younger audience, um, you know, we refer to it as the Snapchat generation, the Gen Zs and millennials. They are interacting with AR. They are talking with pictures. That That is the way that they are communicating. And so understanding and recognizing that is, is really pivotal. And that takes me to another conversation about the metaverse. How are you processing this? And what do you think businesses ought to be doing to prepare? Look, I don't think that there um, is an enormous amount that businesses can be doing to prepare for the metaverse um, whilst it still remains a very opaque uh, discussion. Mm. Um, What we're focused on is uh, the real world and how is it that we can really enhance experiences in the real world. Um, You know, augmented reality is all about that, that kind of computer overlay on real experiences. So we're very much grounded in the world. Um, so I, I encourage businesses to, to be focusing their, their preparation efforts there. Right. So you're in the camp of it's not here yet, let's wait. I'm in the camp of 
let's focus on what we uh, can do in the world around us today. Yeah, I mean, you are right insofar as it is still a rather nebulous concept, isn't it? And I think a lot of brands are trying to wrap their heads around what is it really going to be like. And marketing folks, I think a lot of them are wondering about that too. But as the roadmap to the metaverse still remains rather sketchy, what about the roadmap to nurturing AR talents? here because I know that even this industry is suffering a talent shortage so what exactly do you think needs to be done in order to get some skilled professionals yeah absolutely I think you know across the board we're seeing this what's really encouraging is the talent that we're seeing come out of Singapore Um, you know really sophisticated understanding um, from an engineering, a product, a design and a creativity perspective, which is why we're so excited to continue to partner with brands uh, in the market. Um, so much so that, that actually next week uh, we're partnering with Hyper Island uh, to run an AR accelerator course, which is the first time that we've done this. Um, it's an educational program which we're co-hosting across uh, Singapore a two-day kind of immersive session where people will get the chance to understand AR, how to apply it, um, how is it that they should be considering it and and certainly how is it that they can kind of continue to to build an upskill. And then I guess, you know, more broadly, um, we also have uh, what we refer to as Lens Studio and it's a desktop application which is designed for any artist or any developer to build their own augmented reality experience. Um, and this has been really well embraced by the creative community. We've seen you know, a quarter of a million creators um, who collectively have built over two and a half million lenses uh, through the use of, of that desktop experience. Right, sounds good and certainly promising for the industry here. Many thanks to Catherine Carter, GM APAC at Snap Inc. Thanks for joining us on Primetime, Catherine. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.